everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed. I hope everyone had a wonderful um, 4th of July celebration. If you're like me, I personally, me and my family, we extend Juneteenth from June 19th to July 4th, because period. I hope everyone had a wonderful week, had lots of food, fellowship, fun, that you are all safe, and now we're back to the work week. Every single week, I know we acknowledge Black-owned businesses and creatives, but for the month of July, oh my Lord, we are in July, goodness, um, for the remainder of this month, and I have been doing it for the past couple of weeks, I have been announcing um, our Poetry Jam, because I want y'all to show up. Um, our poetry jam this year, August 26, 2023, we are celebrating five years of ministry. This is a big deal. And so whether if you are in the Los Angeles area, if you are from Vegas, if you are from the Bay, if you like me and you in Sacramento, get your tickets, get your road trip buddies, and let's head to Los Angeles Saturday, August 26th. Um, the address is 2111 Bellevue Avenue, August 26th. The, or- the doors open at 6.30 p.m. So you want to be in the place. And guess what? Let me remind you, it's free. Hello. We love a good free event, right? Because we do. Um, in addition to that, I want to remind everyone that we are also still accepting donations. Yes, this is a free event and we don't want to burden our guests by, you know, having to pay for a ticket. However, events like this do cost, you guessed it, money. So, if the Lord has laid it on your heart to bless um, unassociated on our fifth anniversary uh, to um, donate to this cause, donate to this ministry, head on over to www.undashassociated.com slash donate for more information. And for those that are interested and you're like, mm, maybe I want to participate in um, the Poetry Jam. Auditions are open. You can submit your audition tape. You can submit your poem. Um, head on over to our Instagram, our unassociated Instagram, and the link um, in the bio is where you can submit your audition material. All right, y'all? Super excited about that coming up next month. All right, let's jump right into the topic of discussion. Let's jump right into the meat of conversation. Um, this episode has been um, has been inspired by a Ask Kendra question. For those that are new to this show, um, there is a way that you all can participate in the conversations that's being had on the show. Um, there is a, a place where you can go on the unassociated website, which is, um, www.undashassociated.com slash ask Kendra. And you can submit questions, topics of discussion, or anything that you would like to be, um, heard on this particular show. And so we are honoring those, um, requests. There have been, um, a lot of Ask Kendra submissions, and I actually love the Ask Kendra submissions. They are my favorite. And so if that is you, head on over to www.undashassociated.com slash askkendra for more details. And so the question is asking this, how does someone truly delight in the Lord? 
I struggle with knowing that God is love and that God loves me. I'm not believing it or feeling it, although I know that love is more than a feeling. So this question is asking, how does someone truly delight in the Lord? Um, I love this question. I love this because so often we sit in church and we hear um, the preacher or the the person that's at the podium say, praise the Lord, or talk about delighting in the Lord, or the you know, sacrifice of praise and the Holy Ghost and true worship. And there are these um, topics and these terms that are being used in church, but it's kind of like, well, what does that really mean? How can I get a better understanding of what that means? And so I absolutely love this question and I'm excited to talk about it. So when I thought about this particular question, the scripture and this scripture immediately um, came to mind, which is Psalm 37 and four. And it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, one thing that is oftentimes uh, connected to this particular scripture is materialistic things. And God is not a God that just blesses people with houses and cars and a check. Like God also blesses with peace. God also blesses with joy. He blesses with a sound mind. He blesses um, with things that you can't buy, things you can't order online. And so when I thought, when I read this question to this particular person and to the people that can identify with this question, I thought of the joy that you are seeking. I thought of the love that you are seeking and um, delighting in the Lord is the first step in getting that joy that you are longing for and that love and that sense of purpose and that clarity and that discernment and all of the beautiful things, all the beautiful benefits that comes with living for Jesus. And so, Psalm 37 says, delight yourself also in the Lord, in the Lord. And what does that mean to delight yourself? What does delight mean? Delight is this extreme gratification of joy. When you can't help but just want to be in that place where you can't help but just want to be and dwell and never leave this 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 joyous um, place of pleasure and, and goodness. You just want to dwell there. That is what delight means. And one thing about that is the definition of delight includes joy. And I also want to make it clear that joy and happiness, they're two completely different things. 
Sometimes we use them as synonyms and sometimes we, we use them interchangeably, but they are completely different things. Happiness is dependent on what's happening. I'm happy because I'm going to have my favorite dinner tonight or whatever. I'm happy because I got tickets to these concerts. But what happens if your tickets got stolen? You still happy about it? I can remember this. Okay, quick little testimony. This is not a flex on me. It's a flex on God. So I remember being at church and uh, maybe like a month ago. And I um, had a beautiful day at church. The Lord met us there. I was just delightfully enjoying God's presence and just, it was just a beautiful day. And I was on my way home from church. I drove separately from my husband and um, we live one hour away from our church. So we are commuters. And so um, for those that know, I've been driving my 2007 <laughs> Toyota Camry for a long time. Okay. I've had that car since high school and it's been good to me. So me and Cammy, we was rocking real hard for a long time. And people, like especially my dad, would be like, Kendra, when are you going to get a new car? When are you going to get a new car? And I said, when my car die, I'm going to get a new car. That's just that. And so I um, fast forward to that Sunday. I had a beautiful day at church. And I'm on my way home and my car starts smoking, starts slowing down. And it just, it just died on the freeway. And I was just like, dang. Dang. Like, I never have problems with my car. I ain't got no car note. It's just, I, I, I do the, change the oil, do all the, you know, maintenance and, and put gas in it. And, and I'm fine. But I was just like, dang, my car died. And normally, let me back up a little bit. Now I'm on the freeway and I'm 45 miles away from home. That means I have to call a tow truck. That's going to be $450. I'm out of a car and I need to buy a car because I have to commute to church. I have to go to work. I have all these things. I'm just like adulting just hit me in one instant. But even though I was just like, Lord, where does money going to come from? I literally was just like, I'm not even mad. <laughs> literally sitting on the side of the freeway, car smoking. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not even mad. It's a very strange reaction. Very strange reaction. But I had the peace of God. Because being in his presence, not just on that Sunday, but just all that week. And a week before that. And just staying in a space of gratitude and staying in a space of delight. God gave me joy that was unspeakable. God gave me peace that surpassed the circumstance. That's why I said that was a very weird reaction. And so I get get home. My husband comes to pick me up and we get, we get all this stuff settled. And three days later, y'all, how does this happen? I don't know. Three days later, the Lord allowed me to purchase a brand new 2022 
core. Hello. But God's peace was the blessing. Not only did he give me peace, but he made provisions financially that I was like, oh, my finances is in this spot where I can buy me a brand new car. And they took about $25,000 off the original price. Okay. (laughs) And I'm not saying that to flex because that wasn't me. It was God. And I also want us to understand that even though the Lord blessed me with material, he also blessed me with peace. He also blessed me with peace because I stay in a space of continuous gratitude, of continuous delight in him. Amen. One thing that I want for us to really identify in ourselves, because I don't just come on here just to give inspirational talks. Like that's just, that's not it. I'm here to give God's word and I'm here for us to look inward, even me. And so when I read this question, um, I want, I want to reread the question. How does someone truly delight in the Lord? I struggle with knowing that God is love and that God loves me. Some of us are disconnected from that place of delight and that place of joy because we have not gotten over ourselves. We are our biggest stumbling block sometimes. We are. When God says you can delight in me, you can cast your cares upon me because I care for you. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. When he says all these things in his word, we just, we, we don't take it serious. And there was a portion of the question that said, I struggle with knowing that God is love and that God loves me. And my question to you, and I want you to really think about this. Have you forgiven yourself? I don't know what that means. I don't know where that's connected to, but have you forgiven yourself? How much grace do you extend to yourself? Because we're so hard on us. We don't believe God loves us because we don't love ourselves. And sometimes we feel like we're not deserving of love. But God says that you're deserving of love. You aren't over the thing that you ask God to forgive you for. You're still dwelling on it, but God has already forgiven you. You haven't let it go, but God didn't let it go. So why are we standing in our way? 
Yes, God is love. And yes, God loves you. But what in you believes that you don't deserve to receive that? And don't let the enemy tell you, oh, you, you remember what you used to do? Remember what you did last week? Remember what you did four days ago? God can't love nobody that does that. Don't let the enemy talk to you. Don't let him talk to you. One thing I love about the Lord is that God doesn't love us based on our participation. He loves us, period. And he loves us so much. And y'all gonna look. God's love and the love that Jesus has for us will always return back to the cross. It will always turn back to the cross. You can receive love, not because you earned it, not because you worked for it, but you can receive love because he loved you first. He already took the first step and his step was bigger than any step we can ever take. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And guess what? We are the part of the whosoever. God sent his son just in case you wanted to come to him. That is love. Thank you, Jesus. He sent his son to show you love just in case you wanted to come to him. And what I love about his sacrifice, and his sacrifice was so beautiful and so great and so big, is that he justified us when he went to the cross. I'm telling you, every every conversation, our walk with God, everything, it goes back to the cross. Everything. That just wasn't one historical moment, but the, it, 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 it brings everything together. <clears throat> when Jesus died on the cross, he justified us, right? And so what justifying means to be justified means to be treated as righteous. Y'all don't hear me. Justified means to be treated as righteous, So what that means is because of the sacrifice of Jesus, when God looks at us, he sees us as righteous. He justified us. He justified us. So when we come to him and we give our life to him because of what Jesus did, he didn't did it all. He did it all. And he's just saying, come. He's just saying, receive. He's just saying, spend time with me. He's saying, delight in me. He's saying, be close to me and don't go far away. Come close and never leave. Come close so I can pour into you. Come close so I can bless you. Come close so I can grow you. Come close so I can cultivate you. Come close so I can change you from the inside out.
He didn't did everything. He's just saying, come. That's like, I want you to get into your mind, your dream home, dream home, not starter home, your dream home, the one that you would want to live in forever. Okay. Let me get mine. Mine's is huge. Mine's is a two story, but it starts like a flat, but it like goes down into like a basement and it has a sauna and it has a theater and it has an in-law suite and it has a little gym and when you go upstairs there it's like a six bedroom open concept kitchen entertainment room a library I can go on and on and on secluded gated right and let's say Look, I kind of got carried away, closed my eyes and just drifted off. (laughs) But I'm back. So let's say, right, God blessed you with your dream house, paid for it in full and handed you the keys and was like, now you just have to walk in it. Now you just have to live in it. Now you just have to enjoy it. It's paid. Every month when the bills come, then pay to just live there, right? And you're like, mm, I don't, I don't, I didn't deserve this house. So I'm just going to sleep in my car. You would think that is crazy. If the Lord gave me keys to a dream house. And I was like, I'm just going to sleep in my car because I don't deserve this house. You're going to be like, Kendra, you are crazy. Why would you sleep in your car and God paid it all? Why would you do that? Same question. Why do we feel like we don't deserve love or God don't love us when he already paid it all? He paid it all. There's a scripture I want to read. It's uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 1, the NIV version. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So where do we go from now? I say this often, but I'm going to say it again. Get in your word and learn who your father is and that he loves you and that he wants you to dwell and that he wants you to delight in him and he wants to pour into you. He wants to bless you and he wants to raise you and he wants to show you another way. But we have to get into our word in order to know those things. He wants to teach you who you are in him. He wants to give you confidence. And he also wants to show you the authority that you have through Jesus Christ. There's a song um, when I was writing this this, um, episode. 
in the song, um, y'all know the song, Jesus Paid It All. And it was just ringing in my spirit. And if you haven't heard it, the song says, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Hallelujah. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed me white as snow. Jesus washed us so we can come to him. There is no sense of us trying to wash ourselves because we can't. But Jesus washed us. And so my 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 prayer for you is to surrender because you can't clean yourself up. You can't wash yourself. You can't change yourself for the better. But let the Lord do it. Let him do it. Get into your word. Stay before his face and watch him work and change you for the better. Let's pray. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Mm. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. But he washed me white as snow. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. For the Bible tells me so. For the Bible tells me so. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. He loves us. Oh, he loves us. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for this brave um, daughter that wrote in this question, inquiring about delighting in you. God, because of her curiosity and because of her boldness to write, God, I pray that you meet her right where she is. Open her heart to receive you. Open her life. Thank you. Open her life 
for worship for you. Open her life to worship you and show her and bring her into the delight, into the joy, into the peace that you bring, God, I pray. For everyone that can identify with that feeling of, I don't know if God loves me. I pray that you show such a strongness of your love in their lives. I pray that you silence the voices of the enemy. The voices of doubt, the voices of I don't deserve love. And I thank you for justifying us. Remind us of what your word says and how you've set us free. How you've washed us according to your word. God, I pray that you be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Y'all be blessed. Go with God and never leave him.